to the Imposter Syndrome Club. I'm Alice. I'm with Jessamy. Hello. Hello, Miss Alice. How are you going? I'm good. We we did it. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't actually no, done it. No, we haven't yet. done shit. No, yet. sorry. Wait. And you're Describe really that. getting ahead of yourself because, in all honesty, I'm hanging on by a thread this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> it's okay. I've got you. I'll be the thread. You can hang on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I went. So I've been doing. Feb fast, which I do every year, um, which is always a nice like little reset. So for those who don't know, Feb fast is just like a, a month off alcohol. And you can get people to donate, raise money for um, youth mental health stuff, which is all great. Um, but yesterday was Victoria's Pride in Collingwood, and I've been looking forward to it for ages. My mate Nick lives on Smith Street. Um, and they're having a barbecue and stuff, and they got like a balcony that overlooks the street. And Aww. I was like, maybe I should just buy my because you can like buy yourself a day pass, right? <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should just buy myself an afternoon off. Yeah, it's summer, you were in the sun, yeah, love is love. Exactly. But I couldn't work out. Like, I was trying to work out whether I literally just like fell, my elbow fell off the table then. This is a <laughs> really <know>. good start. <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Um probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't work out. I'm like, is this, like, am I just making excuses because I'm weak? Or is this, like, legitimately, like, a why, if I think I'm going to feel like I'm missing out on the full experience of something, why do that to myself for some, like, arbitrary rule that oh, I've set myself? Wait, wait, wait. Can I, just to make sure I understand. So yeah. is it that thing where you're like, oh, I committed to having a dry February yes, and now I'm going to have a drink. Is this me being weak and fucking up or is this me being strong and being like life's about being flexible and actually in this moment I want to have a drink with my mates? Exactly that. Yeah. And I couldn't, and I'm still not entirely sure <laughs> which, which camp <laughs> it sits in, but I had a great time. So I got no regrets other than feeling a little bit sorry for myself today. But I was talking to Nick about it and he's like, remember it's, yeah, because I said in my message, I'm like, I'm considering buying myself the afternoon off FebFast because uh, life is short and I make the rules. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, There's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's all about return on investment. And with you and me time, it's always maximum dividends. And I was like, that is exactly the sort of enablement I want in my friends. <laughs> okay. I have a few questions. To start off, is Nick some kind of financial advisor? <laughs> Definitely not, but I feel like he's real good with a spreadsheet. Okay, so he's qualified to talk, <laughs> to use phrases like ROI. <laughs> Probably not, but he's definitely qualified to um, enable me to do the things okay. that my heart really wants to do. I really, I think that's a fucking great point though. Like, yeah, like the return, I love it. which is why I don't understand margarine. Because if you're going to fucking have margarine, like have butter, like what is the return on investment on margarine? Like nothing. That's a very good point. I think with lots of those things, it's like just have the, like like have you ever had low fat cheese? Get fucked. (laughs) Get absolutely fucked. The whole point of cheese is the fat. And it doesn't taste like anything. And then just like just have less cheese. You know what I mean? Like if it has the full flavour, you don't need to use as much. And if you're using the low fat bullshit, yeah, I, you can tell that I'm a yeah. bit hungover because I'm very passionate I love about it. cheese. I love it. <laughs> I, but yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. There's nothing worse than like 
just half asking something because you're like, well, well, that sucks because now you're supposed to have had cheese, but all you had was disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we always had it in my house growing up and I don't really know. I, well, I imagine why is because like mom, it was, was the 90s. Under the, under the assumption that it was healthier, mm. which I'm not entirely sure is true anyway. But then like fat was the really big thing. Like now it's sugar. Yeah. So we're having our low fat fucking bullshit cheese, but then like gallons of orange juice, Oh yeah, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. And like cereal, like frosty cereal or like even high fiber oh, brand that's that. like pretending it's high fiber, oh, but yeah. it's also fucking just like a sugar show. Have you ever looked at the nutritional details on Sultana brand? <laughs> like no, just eat not Fruit Loops, babe. No. Like just fucking <laughs> eat Fruit Loops. It's so fucked because Dan loves it because it's like lollies. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's like child cereal but it's presented like it's a really healthy choice, but it's so full of sugar. I mean, I feel like you've got to know that those are the levers, right? Like yeah. either it's going to be, if it's, if it is, if you're experiencing deliciousness inside your face hole, <laughs> it's going to be a high fat or a high sugar situation. So whichever yeah. one it's not telling you about, the other one is being dialed up to compensate. Most likely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just, yeah, just have the thing that you want. Go um, drink the wine. <laughs> if Eat it's, the fruit loops. If it's pride whatever. and yeah, but but like to the to the original, I I think I don't know. Listen, I think there's also a difference between obviously we're not speaking about people that are like, if you have if you're an actual recovering person recovering from like alcoholism yeah. or eating disorder, clearly this is not what we're speaking about. But like within the realm of someone who doesn't have a problem, like you did you doing fib fast to feel good. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this about yoga as well. Like sometimes I skip yoga to stay at home with my housemates and drink a glass of wine because in that moment, that is the yoga. Yeah. That's like, what and you I don't, need. And yeah. I, like, I kind of half mean that. Like, I, it, it seems like I'm being facetious and taking the piss, but I also actually mean that pretty seriously. Where like these are things we do to be present and enjoy life. Like, the purpose of life is not being good at yoga or doing fast February. Yeah. It's being like mindful of your choices and being present in the choices that you do make. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I thought I'm like, I want to make this, what I didn't want to happen was for me to go, yeah, no, it's fine. And and look also like, it's such a beautiful, fun event. It would have been completely fine to go. And it's not like you need alcohol to make an event like that fun. It's in itself inherently such a fucking good time. Um, But just, you know, like I don't get to spend a lot of time with Nick and um, I just wanted to. Okay, get yeah. on my back, Jessamy. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I don't care what you can they're tell all I'm, saying, Jess. <laughs> you can tell I'm still excusing it to myself. But but what I I wanted to to have power in the choice, whichever way it was. So to either go, no, I won't. Actually, it's fine. Like I'll continue mm. with the thing because that's more important to me. But it's not. Yeah, like it's not particularly imp- like it's just a thing that I do every year because it makes me feel good. It's not like a massive deal but anyway what what I didn't want to happen was to get there and decide in the moment hundred uh, percent and then then I would have felt bad about yeah. it but the fact that I was like no nah, I'm gonna make this decision but part of the decision as well is like I will allow myself to but if I get there and I'm like actually I don't need to have a wine this is fine then I always have the the choice not to as well I just didn't want it to happen the other way around yeah yeah I know exactly like I think there's nothing worse than those choices where it's like you've 
you going back on something in the moment for the wrong reasons and then you just feel disappointed in yourself versus like same as if you're going to an amazing restaurant and you kind of just like I'm 100% going to fucking eat every delicious thing on this menu because I'm here and this is happening and I'm going to love it instead of I can't like when people like also moralize around stuff like that it's like I'm being naughty I'm having like and I'm like no you're not being fucking naughty like that's not that's a non-concept like you're an adult you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah within the bounds of the law blah 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) small print small print but like yeah you yeah enjoy the thing yeah exactly a friend of mine's really good with that around food she's always like like food do not have morals attached to them Mm. like a donut is great yeah it's not naughty it's not a bad food like okay and again fucking fine print don't eat 10 donuts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I feel like people probably don't need to be told that. Whatever. Unless you guys want to. <laughs> We've entered a minefield. There's, yeah. no, there's no way to come out of this unscathed. But it's a really like, it's a really dangerous sort of framing. And as someone who, so for years, I did the full on like calorie tracking, everything. And honestly, like doing that for a short amount of time, incredibly useful. Like the first sort of couple of months that I did it, I was like, oh, whoa, I had no idea what I was putting. And not that I ate badly, but just things that like, like we were talking about with the Sultana brand, right? Like if you don't investigate a little bit further into yeah. these things you can be eating in a way that you think is healthy but actually you're getting way too much sugar or way too much fat or whatever um and I think it's it's good to get a general sense of like how how much and what sort of combination of things are going to your body but I wouldn't recommend not some fucking nutritionist or anything I can't even say whatever it. I can't even say the <laughs> word um not to do it for any longer than maybe a couple of months because it did get to like quite a sort of obsessive point for me where I wasn't enjoying things like going out for dinner or even travel. Like I'd get really anxious, especially like traveling around the States and stuff, like driving between places. And I I would get um, like really agitated by the fact that I couldn't get the foods that I wanted and I was missing out on a whole lot of great stuff because I was just so anxious about measuring everything Mm -hmm. and it became and it wasn't like a you know like eating disorder territory problem but it was definitely something that was impacting my happiness um this is a a couple of years ago but then when I stopped doing it and I do think like again like there was some value that came from like learning so now sort of like I've got a sort of instinctual sense for how much stuff is in stuff which is really good but also like I don't, like there's nothing that I'm like, I don't eat that, that's off limits yeah. at all. Like probably just don't eat heaps of the of the thing that's bad. But I don't restrict myself in any way and it has made absolutely zero difference. <laughs> zero difference in terms of like weight loss or weight gain or whatever. Like if I- anything I've lost, probably not lost weight, but like, you know, the like muscle fat ratio would be better. Yeah. Um, and I'm just not thinking. And I think also like when you're so consumed by it, then you're thinking about it all the time. Then you are more likely to have these big sort of blowouts because it becomes this like coveted special thing. So when you decide to have like a cheat day or a cheat meal, you're like, I'm fucking deep frying some Mars bars. <laughs> totally. I'm putting honey all over it. But take that away, like like moral lens away from it. And it's all just food and sometimes 
you'll eat stuff that's super healthy and sometimes you won't and it's all just kind of fine, it actually takes away that like, oh, I'm being naughty, I'm going to do this yeah. thing. And it's just it's just been fine. Well, also <laughs> I think that so much of it is is us getting separated from the feedback loop from our own body and it it's like you stopping if you're if you're in a cycle of restriction or over controlling or like what they call orthorexia so like like hyper control over food stuff like you're essentially you're you're so busy managing this thing and ignoring any signals from your body around like hunger or satiety or anything yeah that of course you like of course that's gonna kind of the pendulum swings the other way and turns into binging because your body just literally is like the the telephone line between your stomach and your brain has been so severed over the years. Yeah. And I think that's so, so many women, especially growing up in the 90s where it was like, oh my God, you know, you had to look like Jennifer Aniston or basically that was, that was like the metric for beauty. Do you know what I'm so sad about? All of the years that I missed out on eating bread. Bread is so good. <laughs> I'm making up for lost time now. Don't worry. But fuck, like that was such, like carbs being evil was such a massive thing, particularly for women, that I just like didn't eat all of this awesome stuff. But ages and a waste the, of time. Also, the flip side of that though. So, as someone who like I, this is a very controversial opinion, but I just like don't give a fuck about bread, and I don't see the point. It's just, (laughs) it is like a vessel to get the delicious flavors into my mouth. I feel the same about pasta. I just eat pesto from a spoon Mm -hmm. because I'm like, that's the part I like. So so I'm going to double down. But the point being that like with all of this like bullshit and moralization around it, it's like, it doesn't matter if you do or don't. I feel like it sucks either way because I get like so self-conscious as well. Like if I'm out somewhere and I want to eat, have a burger without the bun, like I hear how that sounds to order and I'm just like, oh God, it sounds like I'm being like one of those like no carbohydrate girls. And I'm like, I'm not. I just it's don't just want, I just prefer. can't be fucked. I will definitely, like I definitely like a burger without the bun actually. So like bread, when I'm talking about bread, like freshly baked sourdough, like that kind of vibe mm. I'm really into. But yeah, like I'm I'm with you on that. It's like, it's just, it's wasting room yeah. for the main show. Yeah. I could have so yeah. many more of the good <laughs> shit. I'm like, it's like a cheese sandwich, but replace both slices of bread with the cheese. Or just with more cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Dan get really annoyed with me because I would just eat the topping off pizza. <laughs> and he's like, you can't have it if you're going to do that. I'm like, but it's the same. Do you know what? Because if I'd eaten the whole pizza, like it's gone either way, yeah. right? So it just like, why does it make you angry that it's in the bin rather than in my stomach when it the piece would have been gone one way or the other? Also, you're like, this is just <laughs> the way I enjoy the thing. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be adjudicated. But that said, I remember once <laughs> eating, this is when I was still with Clayton, I went into the fridge and there was like a block of blue cheese and I was like, mm, so good. And then I was like, oh, but my favorite part is just the, the blue part. And I extracted all of the blue out of the blue cheese. And then what I should have, that's actually fine. I have no regrets about doing that. I stand by that. But what I should have done was throw, throw the, rest, the rest, rest away. Yeah. <laughs> But what I, in fact, did was just I like put it back, so it was just like a pile of cheese, of white cheese crumbs. I was like, "There you go, Clayton. You like cheese. You can have that." 
<laughs> you must destroy the evidence, Alex. <laughs> but it just felt like a waste. <laughs> it was just regular cheese at that stage. <laughs> that is such a funny thing. And I'm trying to think of another example, like things like worrying about wasting something, but it's like, if you don't want it, yeah, that's, you know, and it, like you're not going to eat the, <laughs> the, <cheese laughs> the white cheese trash. <laughs> but I think that, that like my mom is the worst at this. Like she is one of those like extreme, like you've got to finish everything on the plate because it's a waste if you don't. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but here are the two, here's the sliding doors moment, right? So like the the path splits into two realities. One is like, you don't eat the food, the leftovers. You, you've had a lovely meal. You're feeling full and good, right? And you throw the rest away. So the food is in the bin. In the other timeline, you eat too much. You eat the rest of it. You feel uncomfortable. You feel like shit and it ruins the whole experience of the meal. And also then you go and like, however many hours later, shit it out again. <laughs> and then it ends up in the- Not sort, me, I don't like, poo. <laughs> it's the same outcome. It's the yeah. same fucking outcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a rough one. I remember um, mum very specifically when we had friends over would tell them like if you you don't have, like if you don't like anything, you don't have to eat it. so nice. Which is really like I think it didn't really occur to me at the time but um, that is such a, such a generous thing to do. Like remember like the first time you go to someone else's house for dinner and they just do something that in your, because in your mind your experience is the one and only experience. And then you go to someone else. Like I remember Dan, like Dan puts tomato sauce on everything. Like everything is a tomato sauce vessel for him. <laughs> so like on pizza, pasta, like that was like it was always tomato sauce on the table in his family. And the first time he went and had like spaghetti bolognese or something at someone else's house and they didn't have tomato sauce and he was just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, <gasps> what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. But those things like, cause it's already like weird and scary when you're a little kid. Cause you, yeah. And maybe they use different utensils yeah. or like things, you know, it's just like working out a weird world and then having the layer on top of it that you have to eat everything in your plate, even like, and when you're a kid as well, like some stuff you've just, you've never even seen before. You're like, what's a Brussels yeah. sprout? I don't know. Oh God. I just remember like, cause we never ate with my parents. And I remember going to my friend's house and like her parents were at dinner. And I was like, oh God, like what happens now? There's adults here. You never ate with your parents? No, it was That's just me wild. and my sister. We just, it's like we had like kid dinner. It happened at like, I don't know, 5.30 or 6. And then you'd like do your homework and go to bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was so fucking weird to me. I was like, why are the grown-ups here? <laughs> <laughs> what did they Vicky, want from us? Your parents eat with us. That is so, and so that was your whole life? Yeah. Even when you were like yeah. older? Yeah, when I was older, I, I went vegetarian when I was like 15. And it's really hard to imagine now because it's the most normal thing in the world. But this was twenty, literally 20 years ago in Johannesburg, South Africa. It was seen as the most like deviant thing I could have done. <laughs> it was like, it really was not seen as I like didn't a, know about all the acid whoa. then, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, they'd find out soon enough. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just like, so from being kids, it was just like our food was just separate kid food and you, we, my sister and I would have that separately. And then by the time I was kind of old enough, to make it myself, I was veg and they were like, right, well, that's fair enough. Like if you've chosen this, then you make it and it's yours yes. and you deal yeah. with it. So it kind of just, 
yeah, we never ate as a family. And that would be the one, it, to be fair, my mom actually said that the other day when my sister had a baby. She was like, that would be, if she could go back and change one thing, she regrets not having family meal times. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. Would you always eat as a family? <clears throat> I'm just trying to think. Like, I think my. <laughs> My memory is very untrustworthy, um, but but definitely like there wasn't like kid kid dinner time and adult dinner mm-hmm. time for sure. Um, I have lots of memories of eating at the table, yes. I think most of the time we did or a lot of the time, but we also weren't afraid of um, TV tables. Yeah. They used to eat in front of the TV, but we'd all, be eat, we'd all eat at the same time regardless of whether it was in front of the TV or at the table. Yeah, we were never like we weren't allowed watching TV in the week. I feel like I'm... For some reason today, the pieces of my past that I'm sharing make it sound like I grew up in like Jane Eyre's house or something. It was a very like chill suburban middle class home, but like there were some weird peculiarities and these are some of them, but like we never... We weren't allowed watching TV during the week. So there was, and there was never food allowed in the TV room. So yeah. we never did the TV dinner thing, which now as an adult is amazing because I do it all the fucking time and it's the best. And it still it. makes me feel like it's holidays. Do you know what I do when I find, because I travel a bit for work and, you know, sometimes you'll be put in a room that's got two beds. <laughs> I love where this is going. Do you have a dinner bed? Yes, I have an eating bed and a sleeping bed. And I figure that's what they're there for, are they not? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what they're there for. The one with plastic covers and like a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> a trough. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I put, <laughs> I've got like a whole. This is so embarrassing. Oh I put a towel down. All right. To catch all of my grossness. <laughs> and then I'll put on usually some sort of like horrifying trash that's on like the like TLC channel or mm-hmm. whatever. Some sort of wonderful reality TV um, or neighbors. Because we don't have free to air TV. We don't have an antenna connected here. So we don't ever watch just like regular TV. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, Sorry. Yeah. I thought we were still at this hotel room that oh, no, you no, do. No. <laughs> That's what I mean because at home. Oh, I see. Okay. If I had an eating bed here, I would 100% do that here. 100%. I'm going to put that on my wish list. If I had an eating bed here. I mean, any bed can be an eating bed if you try hard enough. But no, because we don't have the antenna connected here at home, sans eating bed. When I'm at a yes. hotel, it feels quite fun Got to it. watch yeah. TV. So even just like watching Neighbours or whatever, I find quite fun. <clears throat> and so I'll lay my lay my little towel down, usually order my room service, which also the novelty for that has never worn off for me. Mm. Even after like a good decade of traveling for work and staying in hotels quite a lot. Travel for work, the novelty of that has not worn off for me either. Like sometimes it will be exhausting, but I'm like, anytime I'm on a plane, I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. What a baller I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, And then room service. Love it. I just love it. It's so fun to me. So I put my little towel down, get my little room service tray, lie on my stomach, which is very uncomfortable to try and eat in that position, but the it's I'll take the discomfort for the fun. <laughs> I usually end up with a sore neck but a full tummy. Yeah, I love this. I love those little, yeah, those little rituals that it like yeah. signals to you that they're no grown-ups and it's just the best. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. I love it. Oh, yeah, room service. I love a solo 
hotel stay. Mm. I really do. It's fun. I have, but I've also noticed this with, um, like with solo hotel stays, how, because I also, yeah, travel for work a, a fair amount, not so much recently, but a fair amount. And like, I love it, but also I catch myself taking photos of stuff to send to people. And I'm so aware of, I'm like, oh, how much of this experience am I enjoying or how much am I enjoying like, but still through the lens of sharing that with other people. It can be both. I mean, it can be both. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a lot of stuff though? Like, you know what I mean? Like even people taking photos of their food or nights out or holidays or whatever, like, you know, you'll see the gorgeous photos of someone at, um, I don't know, the Eiffel Tower or whatever, but they don't see the like two and a half hour wait beforehand and the fight they had with their partner in the line because one of them wanted to do it and the other one didn't. You know what I mean? Like we're all picking and choosing like the glowiest, shiniest parts and looking at things probably more so than any other time in life through the lens of like what what is like capturable and shareable in this moment. Yeah, I think hmm, I'm just I'm I'm thinking of like I don't know if this point is going to make sense, but like that there's a degree of literacy around those images as well that I think more and more as people like people of a different generations read those images differently and because we're part of a generation that have learned to not only to take photographs, but to share them, that the mm. share it, because we take that for granted, but that wasn't always the deal. Like the taking of the photo was not always linked to the sharing of the photo when it was a, when it was like a tangible print, right? Like you made a photograph. Yeah. You could share it and show it, but like not, it, it wasn't the same gesture the way that it is now. It's like the same act almost now. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause it, you sort of, you would in the sense that like people would have slide nights, you know, they get back from holidays and have their friends over and do the slide thing. But it's different in the sense that now it's like, obviously it's much more instant, but it's also like instant like validation, you know, like posting something and then someone liking it or commenting on it and you being like, yes, I am a fancy lady in a hotel. (laughs) But but I think it comes with a layer now and a a layer of us being aware of how constructed they are Mm. in that way of like now you go on holiday and like I'll take photos of people taking photos of each other because it's just really funny. <laughs> Do you know what Very I mean? Meta. It's always like just like two kind of like youngish girls and like they're taking turns to kind of yeah. like walk past and make sure that it's like the one leg is longer than the other one out front. Like there's such a specific visual language of those photos. And it's just weird to me because I'm like, but everyone knows you're doing it. And I always think in there, I'm so curious and like in their mind, what it what are they sharing? Like, yeah, that's does a it, like, really good question. Because presumably, okay, this is such a random side link and these are all just half thoughts. But like, so the other day I see on my Instagram feed, there's like this photo taken of this like amazing, almost like a tree house, but all the walls are glass. And it's this bed that's in this glass room in this tree house forest kind of overlooking a cliff. So beautiful, right? So you're like, oh my God, you could sleep mm. in this place. And it's just 
magical and there's like, you know, it's all like wooden inside and fairy lights and the whole thing. So I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And I was looking through the feed of the, um, whatever the place that it shared, it was kind of just like an architecture feed. So Mm -hmm. that was the context and that image looked beautiful. So in my mind, I'm like, wow, that would be so expensive. But like, wouldn't it be cool to stay in a place like that? So I follow the link to that place and see its page. And it's also just beautifully curated, this very kind of like nature porn, hashtag Mm -hmm. wonderless, like you're in the forest and it's like design, but nature and all of these things like amazing. And then I went onto the, other side where it's like where where it's not the images they've uploaded it's images that people have tagged of the place oh yeah yeah and it was it was like an actual portal to the it was the hell mouth (laughs) it was like the worst fucking thing you've ever like the worst thing because you suddenly realize that this place is so beautiful that it is now just a full-time instagram backdrop that any people that book that place to stay are just like the fucking worst. And it's just, it is like people making partners take photos of them looking at the, like so cringy, so gross. I know I'm being a judgy asshole, but whatever, they can judge me back. I don't care. We're all allowed to have opinions. It just sucks. Like I was like, this beautiful thing is not at all what you see. And I was like, whoa, I fell for the trick too though, right? Like I fell for the pictures. I was like, I want that. I want that life that I can project all of these values into. And you're like, no, it's just this constructed thing. Yeah. Um, That is the thing that you forget about all of that stuff, even like, um, you know, like tourist attractions and landmarks and stuff about like all the other people. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't mind sharing it with regular people. It's, I don't even want to say the word influencer, but it's that. And it's just so cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Regular people, fine. I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, crowds suck, but I'm one of the crowd. I accept that. We're all, the crowd is fine. You know what's funny about like you were talking about before with the like seeing people take photos of each other and the like particular pose that you do. I feel like not even that long ago, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, like that would be like a shameful (laughs) thing. Like people would be embarrassed if they were caught doing that. Um, and now, I mean, I, I much prefer so like people to be able to be overt and comfortable with what they're doing and like to think that people aren't like feeling ashamed, but it is weird to see, to feel that shift to like, yeah, like selfie sticks and stuff where like, it's, it's fine, but it's just so interesting to see how much we've changed in terms of how we view that stuff that it used to be something that would be like mortifying if someone saw you do that or hold your phone upwards and do the different angles and stuff. I still get embarrassed if someone catches me taking a selfie, like I'm on a plane and I'm like, like I still, I just feel like, oh my God, God, I'm sorry. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I would still feel really awkward about it. So I guess I'm in two minds about it. Like I think anything where people are feeling more free to do whatever it is that they want all points to them. That's only ever a good thing. But, um, but yeah, the like more cynical part of me is like, stop it. I know. Yucky. I know. And I, <laughs> and I agree, right? Like with anything, when you're, when you find yourself judging someone, it's usually because in their behavior, they're like reflecting back a piece of you that you're uncomfortable with or something that you want that you don't feel like you can have. Right. And, and maybe yes. it is that maybe I'm 
maybe me judging them is my way of protecting myself. But like, actually, I wish that I was that confident or I wish that I was that, I don't know, in, I don't even know what it would yeah, be. Yeah, just it, didn't care. That yeah, yeah, right, whatever, totally. Yeah. And, and like, it, I'm sure part of it is that. But like you say, it just, it is interesting, like watching these responses because I had it the other day at my studio. Um, I moved into a co-working space in Fitzroy. I told you that, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> like, don't, don't <laughs> I mean, we occasionally have conversations <laughs> in between these podcasts. <laughs> like I black out. I literally have no idea. Um, but obviously, so the streets around there are, are known for their street art. And it, that is also a very kind of classic Melbourne Insta backdrop. Sure. And I arrived at work the other day and I'm like locking up my bike and there are these two girls kind of shooting, taking turns, shooting photos of each other with the walls. And I found that I was doing this thing where I was, I was like looking away from them because I didn't want to make them feel awkward because still in my mind, it's like embarrassing to You've do that. You've busted them. You've yeah, caught them and I was, doing I was kind of like, oh, that's cute that they're doing that. I don't, like, I don't want them to feel like silly and self-conscious because like I know how I feel if, if, if it's like you ask your friend to shoot a new photo of you for LinkedIn or whatever and you're like, oh, I don't know. I feel weird. Oh my I'm God. trying to look casual, but also hot. It's One hard. Seconds. I 100% <laughs> heard that is nude photo. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. Then he said for LinkedIn. I'm like, for LinkedIn? <laughs> What is your job? <laughs> yes, I will recommend you. I've been endorsed. <laughs> Did I say nude? Pro- like profile? Oh, you said new. new. You said new. <laughs> you know, like when you put pictures of your tits on LinkedIn, but you need your friend to shoot nice Is this ones. where the sudden uptick in your work has come from? <laughs> that is what's paying for my jacuzzi. Yes. <laughs> It's not. I don't I don't think my news. I'm like, that's the disappointing part is I just don't think that that's, um, that's a viable business. Listeners, anyway. uh, write in. How much would you pay for photos of Alice's tits? And uh, it, is, it is contractually binding. <laughs> <laughs> These are not hypothetical offers. I will take your money. But yeah, anyway, all of that Sorry. to say, just like that, that feeling of feeling awkward in front of a camera. And I was noticing, like I was averting my eyes yeah. to give them space to do their slightly cringy photo shoot. And then I was like, fucking jokes on me. Like they're not finding this cringy at all. They're just like, oh, this is what traveling is. You like yeah. go from backdrop to backdrop and shoot photos of each other at places. And it's like, a, you just collect them all. And then you throw them into the internet and everyone's just throwing fucking more shit into the internet and then (laughs) until we all die. I have a real aversion to taking photos while on holidays, um, which is so Dan is sort of up one end of the scale because he has an interest in photography and stuff as well and he likes taking photos and videos and stuff and he sees something that looks like it would be a nice shot, which is fine. But when it gets in the way of me just like going about my day, I'm like, no. And also you don't always want to have a photo taken of you. You know what I mean? You're just not always in the mood to be the subject of a photo. Um, Like today, for example, (laughs) would not be my favourite day to have a camera pointed at me, but here we are. Um, Slap some lipstick on and hope for the best. Um, but then also the other side of that is if I had it my way, we never took any photos. I would hate that too. Cause we'd never have any evidence of anything like my dad, God bless him. 
used to insist on taking photos of us like as we were leaving the house. So I'd be going like say I was going to go meet some friends for coffee. It's like as a teenager? Yeah. And there must be like some of the only photos of me as a teenager because dad insisted on doing this. But it was so like imagine, okay, just imagine being a teenager firstly. So everything your parents do is annoying. I'm already embarrassed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so then like you'd gotten dressed to go meet your friends. You probably left, left it to the last minute to leave the house and you go downstairs and firstly, which is something you never want to hear your parents say, dad would say something on the lines of like, oh, you look so cute. I'm like, I'm not oh. cute, dad. I'm not cute. I'm a fucking badass. I'm a babe, dad. <laughs> I'm amazing. So that's like instantly I'm a annoying. sexy slut, dad. <laughs> that is definitely more what I was going for, for sure. They're like, oh, let me get, hang on, just let me get a, a really quick, two minutes. Let me just get a photo of you, Jessa. But then because he is also a photographer, like not a professional photographer, but, you know, had a keen interest in it his whole life. It's not like I'm just going to grab the camera and take a photo of you. It's like, I'll come and stand here. Oh, hang on, let me just change the angle. Got to get the line and the right thing. And you're just like, <laughs> I have to go. I hate this. So there must be so many photos of me looking like so pissed Which off. is perfect. Which actually is just the, the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Just your eyes rolling back in your head so much it looks like you're possessed. <laughs> oh, damn. Don't burst and always in the same same spot on like the veranda outside. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, and as annoying as it was at the time, while also being, of course, very sweet, like genuinely there's they're probably some of the only photos from around yeah. that time of my life because we would have like you'd buy a disposable camera for a special thing. Like if you're going to like, I don't know, like a part you know a special party or something or maybe like it was your 16th birthday or you were like going to a festival or something but there's probably you know like maybe five or six rolls of film that I took between the ages of 13 and 20 you know um other than that like you just yeah there wasn't that much evidence thank fucking god (laughs) (laughs) of those years so it's actually it's it is good to have them but then it's like how do you like going back to the holiday and and getting the balance between dan always wanting to take photos and me never wanting to take them like finding the right balance where it doesn't become disruptive to your good time and being present in the moment but also realizing that it actually is really nice to have those things i feel like i'm like i love Again, obviously there's it's moment dependent, but um something I loved about going on holiday last year, and it also <clears throat> excuse me, also I think it's different. This is I'm in a new relationship, which is it's also like a different moment in time with someone, but just mm. like how amazing it felt. Like Tom is very cat like his camera is out always, taking mm. photos of stuff always. And as much as I get super weird and self-conscious and like the faces, I have to believe that my photo face and my real face are not the same face. <laughs> like I have to believe that or there's just no way for me to get through the day. But it's so not like having this person take photos of me doing stuff. Because I remember when I was setting up my Hinge profile at the end of my marriage, this feeling of being completely fucked because I was like, there are no photos of me that were more than like three years recent mm. because I'd been in a long-term relationship with someone who was not taking any fucking photos of me because 
you know, we weren't in the kind of space that, you know, that he obviously wasn't looking at me and feeling particularly inspired. Oh, it's, but, but it's true, right? Yeah. And then, and that was for a while. And then lockdown was after that. So that was yeah. the only person I was around. And that person was not seeing anything worth photographing. Also, to be fair, in lockdown, like for me, it would have just been like a tear-stained face and a wine-stained shirt. I did not need any photos from that time. But it just, it was a crazy moment because I was like, oh God, I've got to upload this profile and everyone is so, I think women especially have had this, the fear struck into them of like, my God, best you not be a catfish. Make sure your photos aren't misleading. All this yeah. shits were like, oh God, oh God, okay. Have to look hot, but not too hot. Like yeah. best version of self, but not whatever. So it was like all of those things, you're looking for these pictures. And I was like, well, there's nothing more recent. At which point now I'm like, well, fuck, now I am that woman. Now I'm the 35 year old putting photos of myself at 30, not on purpose. They just weren't <laughs> any other ones. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. A likely yeah. story. <laughs> So all of that to say that even though I'm the most awkward person to take photos of, like I fucking loved being on holiday with someone who was like, I'd be walking down the stairs and like I'd look and there's like someone taking a photo of me walking down the stairs. And I was like, what is this? Is is this like a moment worth recording? Like suddenly your life feels like it's something that someone's like noticing, I suppose. Wow. That's a really nice way of framing it. I actually wouldn't mind that so much if it was just like I was going about my business and photos (laughs) were being taken is fine. It's the like pausing things to like, it's very dad vibes. (laughs) Oh my God, let's just. Jessamy, Jessamy, stand in front of the door. (laughs) Hold up your passport. Maybe that's it. It's just trauma. Trauma from the dad photos. And I'm like, I can't. Just leave, leave me be. I like to imagine your like your facial expression. It's exactly the same face in all these photos, whether you're like 15 or 35. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Um thinking about holidays. Um, when I said Eiffel Tower before this reminded me, I just want to um, share this piece of excellent life advice with you. Not really advice. It's more just a thing that happened and I was like, this blew my mind. You're going on holiday. <clears throat> no. So when we were in France, we went to go to the Eiffel Tower. Um, I'd been before, Dan had not been before, um, to both France and the <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Anyway, we got there. I think maybe it was a Saturday, but it was in summer anyway, so it's always busy. Um, and we got there and the line was super, super long. Like it would have taken a good few hours of just waiting in the line to get up there. So we got in the line and then we were like, how much do we really want to do this? And it turned out we just had kind of both assumed that each other wanted to do it because we were there and it's like a thing that you do in France. And, um, it turned out Dan didn't give a shit at all <laughs> and I was like, I mean, if it was easy I would have liked to but also like I'd done it before, I didn't really care. And we're like, oh, like what's going to be better for our day? Like by the time we get there we're going to be so grumpy, we're going to be hungry, we're going to be tired, we're not going to enjoy because we'll be like, good, done, tick off the list. Yeah. Like, oh, we can just not do it. Like you don't have to tick off all of the <laughs> yeah. things on the like tourist to-do list and this sounds really obvious and simple but it was actually like mind-blowing and so liberating that we were like oh fuck it we just we don't have to do this let's just go and have lunch I can totally imagine (laughs) that feeling as well of that excitement when you look at someone in the eye and you're like oh fuck like we're on the same page like what if we just 
don't. What if we just don't? What if we don't? Yeah. And it was the best. And it happened with a few other things. Like there are some things you're like, no, I'm really invested in this. It's important to me to see it. I'll wait or take the time out of your day or whatever. But a bunch of other things I'm like, this is actually going to ruin my day. Yeah. I hate waiting. <laughs> I'm very impatient. Yeah. And I think with that stuff, it is, it's like, it's hard knowing when you get to well, I mean, you get to do whatever the fuck you want as as per the original discussion. But also uh, there's always part of me that's like, oh God, but like there have been so many times that I've begrudgingly been dragged to something and it has been amazing. Well, that's true too. But also sometimes it's just not. And like you don't know and you have to just kind of like roll the dice and... Well, you, the, the gonna... good thing is you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it's you don't true. go and you go and have an awesome lunch yeah. and you have a great day anyway, you're actually yeah. never going to know whether your trip to the top of the Eiffel Tower was going to be life-changing or not. And so sometimes, sometimes the thing that you don't have, like what's that poem about? Oh, God. We, like I had an English teacher in high school who referenced this poem that I've like lost all actual attribution for. And I'm sure I've probably mentioned this before to you, but the flowers... It's a poem where she's speaking about the flowers that someone didn't buy her. And it's kind of obviously riffing off the idea of like someone who'd, who'd kept promising things and not delivered on those promises. Mm. But it's almost, it's taking this other perspective on it This where she's like, even after it all fell apart, even after it all ended, the flowers, like the flowers you never bought me never die. And... Mm. like kind of the thing that never happens stays an idea and obviously that's that's not a way to live all the time but I do think that there's something in that idea of like sometimes the things that you don't do get to remain like a thing in a in a different way like they get to remain imaginary and yeah and that can be good or bad yeah Yeah, I mean in the poem it's definitely not positioned as like a good thing it's quite a heartbreaking thing but Yes, I can't imagine that they <laughs> that she was like, that was sweet. I loved it how you never bought me flowers. <laughs> Look at them. Made me feel real good. Um, oh, we'll my talk- God. Thank you for my flowers. Oh, I you're welcome. So <laughs> I sent Alice a beautiful Doesn't bunch of flowers because flowers. it's my love language. Yeah, they were amazing. If there's someone that I love, it's you, girl. It was amazing. Can I just say that my housemates knew they were from you before I'd opened the box? Oh, really? Because they were just like, they texted me and they're like, someone sent you flowers. And then they just, there's like a, you know, the three dots, like typing, typing, typing. Probably Jessamy. (laughs) (laughs) I do really, probably. (laughs) I really love sending people flowers. I just, it makes me, I love receiving flowers. I love giving flowers. Yeah, it's like, and once I, um, realized like we did the love language thing, which I always like, I think we've spoken about this before, but like the cynical part of me was like, ah, it's kind of bullshit. But I'm like, oh, this is actually so useful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and take from it what you will. But I'm like, oh, that makes, yeah, that makes sense is why like it makes me so happy to both give and receive gifts because yeah. that's my my um, primary love language yeah thank you oh you're welcome my love I hope they look beautiful they do I had them in my room for the weekend and then I moved them to the communal space this week so that I could share them I didn't say they were for everyone (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) went off script (laughs) hey speaking of flowers we were talking about this the other day too around valentine's day 
um, and changing changing perspectives around Valentine's Day because to um, I was talking to Dan about it actually because I was just um, Dan has many skills but like diary management is not one of them like knowing what date it is not super strong <laughs> on that one. he's such a smart guy but just we've, blind we've all, spots we've all got our strengths yeah. and weaknesses right <laughs> so I'm just like just so you know. <laughs> February I think I, he probably doesn't even know what day Valentine's Day is to be completely fair because it's just not something that's important to him I'm like Valentine's Day is on February 14th and I love getting flowers <laughs> so I'm like I'm just setting you up for success you're yeah. like here are two true things <laughs> <laughs> take from that what you will yeah. but we, we ended up having this interesting conversation because it's something that like yeah he's never given a shit about and also like historically has been like, oh, like the argument of like, oh, it's a really like capitalist, consumerist, blah, blah, bullshit thing. And it's just, you know, taking people's money for a whatever day, which is not untrue. But then the really lovely thing that he said is like, but I've also like, you know, with time and age come to have the opinion that like, why miss an opportunity to show someone you love that you love them? And like, yes, you can say that it's gross and whatever and all those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, yeah, like why because of some like kind of adolescent view that it's like all about like the man and, you know, that they're trying to, the man's trying to fucking keep us down by making us tell each other we love each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? I totally, like I have so many mixed feelings on Valentine's Day because the thing to remember is like all of these things can be true at the same time. And I feel like Mm -hmm. people keep trying to make you fucking pick a side. You're like, either you have to buy into Valentine's Day fully or you have to rebel against Valentine's Day 100% and be like, fucking corporations, capitalism. I'm like, hey, guess what? Like FYI, capitalism has you in its death, death grip Every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. Like, guess what? We're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh no, you're like paying money for shit and participating in this all the time. Also on February 14th. Yeah, sure. But like, you still buy your groceries from Woolworths or Coles. You still work at an office and pay tax and and like, you're part of that. Like, it's not like this radical punk rock fucking thing to do. Like one day of the year, I'll be like, yeah, no, I don't want to buy someone flowers. And that makes me like a fucking hardcore activist. You're like, nah, I don't know, mate. Like maybe you should... Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, take a selfie on your iPhone and, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're you're a cog in this machine, regardless. So, like, while it is true that it is an inherently fucking kitsch holiday, like, just the I have an aesthetic problem with Valentine's Day, definitely. <laughs> like, I just I understand. I think that. it's just like like not very well designed. The whole like white teddy bear, twenty four red roses, like that look is not personally something that I like. But that's just a taste thing. Like obviously there's, you could do it really differently. And that's like one side of it. But then, yeah, I agree. The other side of it is like, I don't, as someone who was a weird looking teenager who did not get a lot of Valentines and watched other people get a lot of, like we did the, did you do roses at school? No, it wasn't really, we didn't do anything like sanctioned <laughs> they, they had for us it was like a charity thing that they would do to raise money for the year 12 dance oh. was like our school and then there was the boys school across the hill and you'd like pay for rose and put the name of the boy and you could write like a little note and it would get sent over this feels like a very horrible thing to do it to is, teenagers it is and they would be handed out in front of your peers 
like at break time, it was like you'd gather and they'd have a big box of roses and they'd go like hand it out. So you could see who got none, who got 20. Like you could see all of it. It was like nightmare town. That's so, like on The Simpsons where she, Lisa writes the card that I choo choo choose you card for Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) Our listeners will understand this reference. I believe in them. It's because they have like, but it's cards, not roses. And everyone's got like a little like letterbox thing on their desk and the same thing that you write each other Valentine's cards and everyone's like opening their thing and seeing all their Valentines and Ralph Wiggum doesn't get one. So Lisa writes him one on a card that says, with a train on it, that says, I choose you. And then he thinks that they're in love and then she breaks his heart. And it's a But um, anyway, sorry. Wow. Uh, that's the most perfect writing I've ever had. <laughs> but yeah, I, like as someone who was not like didn't have a boyfriend and was not yeah. on the receiving end of that, it's like there is still some small part of me as like a fully fucking grown adult that is like, I just want a boy to like give me a cute car. Like it doesn't yeah. even have to be flat. Like yeah. you know, or girl, actually anyone, listeners, <laughs> strangers. <laughs> Too bad anyone. you already got your flowers this week. <laughs> yeah, just, basically. <laughs> Jessamy's got me covered. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there is yeah. definitely like part of that where it is, it doesn't have to be tacky, but I agree. There's like, why would you not take an opportunity to say a nice thing to someone that you love? And that fucking like, but every day of the year is Valentine's Day. I'm like, if, if that person is buying you flowers every day of the year, sure. But that tends to be things that, that like that sentence is always a sentence you hear you, when it's not the case. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, and it's a thing of like, why, just, just why not? Like, if you know yeah. it's going to make the other person smile, just, it's, there's really no harm in it. It's not going to hurt you. And also, you don't even have to buy anything. That, uh, that you know, was exactly have, what I was going to say. You don't have to buy into the capitalist I part of it. I think that's the perfect compromise is like, you don't spend money on it, but you are free to spend whatever effort you want writing the person a note or a card yeah. or like, you know. I mean, that's it. I did. I took a photo of the, of the, in Woolworths, I've got like a big bin full of little teddy bears with like fluffy hearts that say, I love you. And I just sent that to Tom today. And I was like, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> not this vibe. Uh, no, yeah. no. So I, but I, I guess I suppose that's also like a lifetime of just being like, it's only fair to let the person know what you need from that event. Like I'm, yes, I'm big yes, on anniversaries, exactly. but Valentine's Day, not so much. But yeah. I think it's great that you're like, Dan, this is a thing that means something to me. Well, Valentine's Day doesn't. I just love getting flowers and this is an excuse to get yeah, some flowers. Yeah. That's really it. Um, I'm just remembering, like talking about like high school, Valentine's Days in high school, my boyfriend, Kevin, oh, I was going to say his full name. I probably shouldn't. And his name was Kevin. Um, first person that I ever said, I love you to, or ever said, I love you to me. Um, I thought he was, we went, I don't know. It was probably like a few months. It was like very serious at the age of 14. Like, you know, (laughs) that is coming across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very serious. But for Valentine's Day, he bought me a single, (laughs) single red rose and a pack of, and a packet of cigarettes. But they were Dunhill <laughs> Blues, which were the fancy ones. <laughs> Kevin, you Kevin. Casanova. Kevin, you sweetie pie. <laughs> but it was actually like an awesome gift when you're a 
kid and it's not necessarily easy to buy cigarettes. Yeah. Actually, it was super easy. I don't know what I'm talking about. The milk bar down the road did not give a fuck. But it's got, I I think it's got the exact amount of (laughs) aspirational edginess that that you appreciate as a teenager. You're like, he thinks I'm a badass. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, good for you, Kevin. I am. I drew, can I can actually show you. I drew Tom a little picture for Valentine's Day of um, of where of our first date. Can I? Can we? Are we allowed to share this publicly? <laughs> no, I just want to talk about well, it on this. It <laughs> doesn't really make for great audio, Alice. <laughs> no, it's happened. That's oh, us sitting is, on our uh, first date. It's that's a very beautiful illustration for people <laughs> listening. <laughs> Yeah, You'll describe never it, know what it is. Tell the people. It's Alice on her knees. <laughs> Perfect. No, it's a very beautiful illustration of a little pub on a corner with two little people inside. Yeah. So I got to enjoy this dance. <laughs> Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Fuck, that would have been amazing. (laughs) He probably would have liked it more. Honestly, he would have. It's just quite a lot harder to draw. (laughs) I would have had to find reference images. It would be a whole thing. That's true. That's true. (laughs) We had a, um, this is a left turn. We had a bonfire. Have we gone over time? No, no, we're good. Because I I still want to talk to you. Am I allowed? (laughs) We make the rules, Alice Edie. We had a bonfire the other night where um, my housemates and I burnt various um, documents that we no longer want um, Ooh, on love Earth. a bit of a ritual. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. And um, it was it was my immigration papers, which are also like linked to, because I came to Australia on a partner visa. It's just like a lot of like heavy partner stuff that I was like, yeah. not in any dramatic way, but also so much personal identity that I didn't want to throw them away and just have all those documents like in the trash. Yes, yeah. Um, they and do sound like they're important, though. You sure you didn't need those? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. Next week. <laughs> so there was that, but but um, but my housemates had just like a bunch of old nudes that they wanted to get rid of. I did say nudes that time. <laughs> <laughs> That they wanted to what get rid of. What are they going to do for their LinkedIn profiles? <laughs> How are they going to get employed? <laughs> so they kept some because we had a ch- we obviously had a pre we had a pre chat about this and I was like you should absolutely keep even ones that you think are maybe like a bit like not perfect or whatever now or you're judging the way this part of you looks or or whatever. Mm. Because these were these are like Polaroids. I, th- I think I should have said that. Obviously, we can't. Right. We weren't throwing iPhones into yeah. the fire. <laughs> I guess I hadn't actually thought that all the way through. Now that I think about yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. So they you. were like, so they're like Polaroids, and there's something just like inherently more gentle about that format. Yes, already. Yeah. And I was like, how amazing is it going to be when you're an old, like an old lady who's lived a rich tapestry of a life to look back on these like sexy naked photos of you in your 20s and 30s like absolutely keep those but then there were a few that involved other people and body parts that they were like that is like actually just like way too graphic and they don't want that anymore and also don't want to be throwing that into like 
our trash. Yes, very to be, fair. To yeah. be found by Ant-Man, the man yeah. that lives in our street and goes through it every month. <laughs> You'd be like, this is the day I've been waiting for. <laughs> At last. At last. I knew it. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was just a really fun evening. That's really nice. Yeah. I feel like I used to do more of that when I was a very dramatic yeah, teenager. It definitely had like quite just just the right amount of drama. Yeah, that's nice. I think it's interesting like with the old photos thing, like looking back at photos of myself and remembering like how I felt about my body at various mm. points in time. Or like I remember that party. I remember, you know, that like like having a meltdown because like I wanted to wear this thing but it just like wasn't fitting right or whatever. Totally. And um and I feel like that it's probably just with enough time, but when there's, and like looking at those photos at the time, I probably didn't love. And then you almost like you become so separate because you're just, you're a different person, you know, like you've yeah. got different cells, like your body is made up of different stuff now yeah. than it was then. It's much more easy to be objective. And it's not even like, because like, my body's fucking way better now than it was then. So it's not like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know how beautiful I was. But it is just looking back and being like, it, that was so fine. Yeah. Like it's actually so completely fine because it's now I'm looking at it, not like, oh, I remember, like I can't connect. Like I can remember feeling a certain way, yeah. but I can't actually connect in with the feeling anymore. And so it is actually just like looking at a different person. I'm like, if I was looking at a different person that looked like that, there's not one part of me that would be like, ew like it's completely fine like this massive yeah. issue that I'd worked myself up into it is about this thing not sitting the way that I wanted to or whatever like is just not real like it was never real <laughs> yeah that stuff is it's scary mm. I mean I guess you also realize and this is again I think this is a thing that we all know to be true like we understand intellectually that our brain is going to filter our reality. Like we know that that doesn't feel like a radical thing to say, but we think we know it and therefore are like above it or can, yes. or can avoid it or would recognize it when it's happening. And it's, those two things are not the same thing. It's like, we know it in an abstract way, but it is still, it, it colors everything. Like you can't see outside of that. And I, I definitely have had almost an out of body experience with photos of different times in life and I yeah. think especially younger where yeah like as a teenager with with body image issues for sure there were events I remember I remember there was a girl in my class had this pool party and it was going to be like a mixed pool party I went to an all-girls school so it was already just like fucking stressful like yeah. they're now going to be we're 15 they're going to be boys there it's like a whole thing and um I remember putting on my bikini the night before this party and just like sobbing in the mirror, oh, like honey. sobbing. I was like, this is like, how, how do you be a person? Why is it so hard to be a person? This is so wrong. Why is this all so wrong? Why is, why does everything just look like, you know, whatever, which is, of course, this is like the world wants teenage girls to think that so that yeah. you buy their very profitable. This. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I remember like years later finding pictures of that. And like, I mean, that was not a good time in my life. Like I had, I very much had an eating disorder. And like, mm -hmm. that was, you see that in those pictures, like you can see, but that was not, I, like, that was not at all what I saw. And not just in that kind of abstract way of like, we sort of see things differently. I'm like, what I saw physically in the mirror yeah. was a 
different thing. Like it was a different movie that your brain has projected out. And it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of amazing also because brains are yeah. cool as fuck, but mm. it's, it is pretty crazy. Yeah. If only you could turn that like around, like I suppose it probably wouldn't be super useful in the other direction either. Where you're like, <laughs> I am amazing. Like shit hot like, and perfect. <laughs> deeply, deeply unhealthy. <laughs> but yeah, it's, gosh, it's, um, fascinating the things yeah. that our brains do i'm sorry that's such a rough experience oh, no. too. I'd, I'd like, Poor baby Alice. oh no but oh thank you for saying that it, it like what well, i think it is so much more normal and shared and i mean i have yeah. no i have no idea what it's like now i'm sure there's just different things breaking hearts differently but like mm. this stuff i think haunts certainly our generation of of women and some men um, but I, I would say more so women and like, and it's still there. You find ways yeah. to navigate it, but I think it is, it's almost impossible to find um, like an adult woman in the kind of so-called Western world that doesn't have a really complex relationship to food, their body, the feedback loop of like how your body feels and how you nourish it and how you feel yeah. safe and how you are embodied and take up space and... Well, this is a bit of a bummer to end on, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to get pizza. <laughs> so we had, we had an out. We had an out on a high and we just brought it right back down to fucking. <laughs> it's fine. But you're right. We are about to have pizza and I'm very excited about that. Tell and the people. Tell the people what we're going to do. So it came to my attention. <laughs> also, one of, one of the mugs that we have. We have just <laughs> here at Imposter, <laughs> Imposter Pod HQ um, has a a scene from Muriel's wedding on it and says, "Shove your drink up your ass, Tanya." And Alice was looking at. It. She's like, "I have got no idea what this is from." I'm like, "From Muriel's wedding." And then she's like, "I don't know what that is." I'm like, "You've never seen Muriel's wedding?" I'm like, "Well, you you I don't know how that you've gotten your permanent residency." <laughs> Just I'm pretty sure it's on the <laughs> test. Um, so I'm so excited. So we're going to have a little pizza and movie night and watch Muriel's wedding and eat pizza. And I'll report back. I'm very excited. I hope you love it. Do you think it's aged well? I'm worried that this yeah. is going to be like, I'm going to be honest. I'm worried that you love it so much and I'm going to watch it and, and it's like. That is possible. Fine. That does happen with things in okay. life. But I don't think, I think you'll love it. It's, um. It's like a very specific flavor of like Australian okay. film and Australian humor, but I think you'll I think you'll be into it. Based on the quote, "Shove it up your ass, Tanya." Shove your drink up your Shove ass. Your drink up your ass. <laughs> I mean, Tanya. that's promising. Yeah, yeah. Tony Collette and Rachel Griffiths. You can't go wrong. I think you'll enjoy it, but we'll find out. Um, I'd like you to write a review, please. <laughs> Two hundred words on Muriel's wedding. Oh, hey, subscribe to the newsletter. <laughs> You can put it in the newsletter. All right. Well, tune in for Alice's Muriel's wedding review. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for five stars. All right. Five. I'll put five emoji stars. Sorry. I literally, after talking for about 15 minutes last episode about all the emojis I was going to put in the newsletter, didn't even put one. Thank you, Sarah Firth, for noticing. <laughs> All right, beautiful Alice, let's go and put our jammies yeah. on and order our pizza. Amazing. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember, if you haven't been watching, you can now watch our pretty faces. Not so pretty today. Our um, medium, medium <laughs> okay faces. 
They're fine. <laughs> on, They're fine. <laughs> um, Spotify and on YouTube. You can find us, The Imposter Syndrome Club, on YouTube. And um, yeah, and watch on Spotify too. Otherwise, just listen in your ears. Or do whatever you want, you yeah. guys. You're, you're the boss. All right. <laughs> I love you, Jess. Thank and you. thanks for listening, everyone. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imposter Syndrome Club. Please follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're feeling extra kind, rates and review. Or if you got any insights or value from this, share with a friend. You can also find us on Instagram at ImpostorPod or online at ImpostorSyndromeClub.com.